This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Saturday, 29 July, Year of the Lord, 2023. Uh, let me pick up the thread from this. Uh, so, very focused on this geopolitical moment. The geopolitical moment is tied to the to the continuing weakness of the United States, brought upon brought upon ourselves. This is all self inflicted. Outside of the bioweapon that the CCP, let, you know, exacerbating let off in the Wuhan lab. Oh, yeah, that, by the way, was made in conjunction with Tony Fauci and people on your tax money. But this is all because of ourselves. In Durban, remember, the central part is not simply they, they learned the lesson of us trying to take down the, uh, the, the Russian central bank and the ruble and all that. And I support economic warfare. I want to do it against the Chinese Communist Party, particularly around Hong Kong. But you can only use that weapon, you can only use it really once, maybe twice, but really once. Here they did it against Russia and failed. The Biden regime failed. They didn't break the central bank of Russia. They didn't break the ruble. The, they went back to other methods. They swept all their cash, all the reserves, and these guys have figured out, hey, we got to get the ruble somehow associated or backed by gold. And then you had the whole BRICS movement. Remember, in the BRICS movement, some of these countries are big. India, I would argue, is our most important ally, most important under Modi. They're part of this. Brazil, which is actually our ally, but now run by a complete puppet of the CCP, Lula, is in there. And of course it's it's controlled by China, the C and the BRICS, and, 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 and the KGB. It's the CCP and the KGB partnering up. May the twenty second in Durban come up with their ultimate solution? The answer is no. Is it going to come up with the beginning of a solution? The answer is yes. Why? Because our elites and people go along with it continue to um, destroy the US dollar. Because they continue printing of money, and now the on the path to the fifty trillion. I don't know how you get off the path to the fifty trillion. When President Trump returns to office in January twenty twenty five, just understand something: it's not only going to be another four trillion dollars of debt, so we'll be up to what thirty thirty six, thirty seven trillion or more at higher interest rates. But also, the tr Trump tax cuts all come due. To put those back in is another, at least because the, the tax cuts do drive more revenue than they cost, but there's a lag period. That's another, I don't know, you tell me, two, three, four trillion dollars before it starts to kick back in, potentially. He's handcuffed and they know that. They're handcuffing him. 
They know he's going to return to power. They know it because they see the unrest in the country on people that they tried to use psychological warfare to determine that, hey, the Christian nationalists are bad people. In your community, they look around and they know that's not the case. They know who people know who the good people are. And look at this freak show that they've given that's the alternative. Don't take my word for it. That's just look. Look about it. Cut the TV on. Cut your local news on. See the freak show they've turned it into. Watch that. And you come to the termination because there's a lot of low information voters and a lot of people that are not engaged in politics are coming to the same conclusion, including Hispanic men and black men are coming to the same conclusion. They don't want any more part of this. That's what they fear. This is why Trump is indicted. He's got all this, you know, it's, and it's, it's not going to end. It's Atlanta, Georgia's next, and they'll think up more after that. They have to. Because they can't stop you. That's the key point. They can't stop you. Now, we say stopping you. One of the issues, and this is for Dr. Russell Moore, there was a long march through the institutions by the neo-Marxists. When I say neo-Marxists, Marx lost on the economics, but he won on the cultural aspect. This is what Herbert Marcuse and these people came over with the, uh, um, with the Frankfurt School before World War II, and it really kicked in after World War II, to go do the long march of neo-Marxism, which is basically atheistic communism. But the key point, point is it's atheistic and to break down social conventions until they could get their, the economy, the economics to be accepted in an industrial society like Germany, like England, like the United States. They had to break, break, refer back to the, to the French revolutionaries and break the traditional family like Lenin wanted to and, or Lenin focused on, the Bolsheviks focused on, like Hitler focused on, like Mao Zedong focused on. It always gets back to the centrality of the family. Why the centrality of the family? Because that's the nucleus of society and culture. And what happens in the family? The formation of the next generation. The formation of the next generation. The formation of the next generation. That is passed down generation to generation. The formation of their character. The formation of their character. Where were you for that, Dr. Russell Moore? Where were you for the long march of the industry? I'll tell you where you were. You were exactly where the Catholic bishops are. You're exactly where the heads of all the organized religions are. You're where the the uh, Bishop of York in the Anglican Church, he says, you know, I got a big problem with the start of the Lord's Prayer because it starts our father. That's the patriarchy. He sounds like he's the script writer for Barbie. The patriarchy. That's when you see him there. He's got the mitre on. He's got the robes. And he's all there. He's got the beautiful cathedral of York. It's all meaningless. Because they won't back what the truth is. When the Bishop of York, I think he's the second in the, in the, in the hierarchy of the, of the Anglican community. Second, I think York's number two in back of Canterbury, I think. But he's, let's say he's up there. We have, I have a lot of, it gives a, he approaches some conference. I have a lot of difficulty with the Lord's Prayer. Dude, I'm not so sure the Lord checked in with you and cares. 
okay? But if you got a problem with it, turn over the miter, turn over the nice robes, give up the nice, you know, the car, the driver, the good meals, because it doesn't look like you're doing any pushaways. Give that all up and go out in the row and get a job. If you got a problem with it, get a job. Formation. And I want to I want to take this to I want to talk about the great American novel because I think and I even think even the writer F. Scott Fitzgerald, who I really think is fabulous, you know, I know he likes that. Steve Bannon, two thumbs up for F. Scott Fitzgerald. He and Zelda really appreciate that. That's a review they were waiting for. I even think he may miss the point of what he wrote. Maybe subconsciously it came out because it is a novel of MAGA. It's a novel of formation. I want to play some clips, and we couldn't get all the perfect clips. So I'm going to play some clips from from the film. Do we have enough time? Let's play the clips from the film, and then I'll make comment. Let's go ahead and hit it from The Great Gatsby. Is he talking about anything? I rang, I wrote, I implored, but not a single one of the sparkling hundreds that enjoyed his hospitality attended the funeral. And from Daisy, not even a flower. I was all he had, the only one who cared. After Gatsby's death, New York was haunted for me. That city, 
my once golden shimmering mirage now made me sick. On my last night in New York, I returned to that huge, incoherent house once more. Wolfsheim's associates had cleaned it out. She threw all those parties hoping she'd wander in one night. It's like an amusement park. And how do you think it She makes it look so, so splendid, don't you think, old sport? and guessed at his corruption while he stood before us concealing an incorruptible dream. It's perfect. When you're perfect, irresistible imagination. The moon rose higher and as I stood there brooding on the old unknown world I thought of Gatsby's wonder when he first picked out the green light at the end of Daisy's dock. He had come such a long way, and his dream must have seemed so close that he could hardly fail to grasp it. But he did not know that it was already behind him. Gatsby believed in the green light, the orgastic future that year by year recedes before us. It eluded us then, but that's no matter. Tomorrow we will run faster, stretch out our arms farther, and one fine morning. So we beat on, boats against the current, borne back ceaselessly into the past. We are days away from the Durban Accords, the greatest threat to the United States dollar's global dominance in the past 80 years. On August 22nd, BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, are expected to announce the launch of a new international supercurrency fully backed by gold or other commodities. This is part of their long-term plan to supplant the United States and the dollar as the cornerstones of the global financial system. How can you protect your IRA or 401k from the fallout from this landmark announcement? Diversify with gold from Birch Gold Group. Historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of high uncertainty, which is right now. Get a free info kit on gold IRAs and decide for yourself if a tax-sheltered retirement account backed by physical precious metals is right for you. Text the word Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. This is a monumental shift happening among nations that control one-third of the world's GDP. 
and it kicks off on August 22nd. Arm yourself with information to protect your retirement savings. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-L-O-N, to the number 989898 and claim your free information kit from Birch Gold. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. And um, this gets to the, the institutions, but particularly individual formation. And what this country's been. That's the great gasoline. And that's that traditional ending where uh, I think that's Tobey Maguire in the in the uh, Leo DiCaprio version. Uh, I think it was Sam Waterston in the Robert Redford version back in 74 playing Nick Carraway and giving that thing about the end about, you know, the gambler he had been part of in New York City didn't shimmer. And nobody came to the funeral. We couldn't pull the, the clip of the uh, of the part where the. Um, in the 74 version, which was quite powerful. The point about Carraway and Gatsby that gets mentioned in the book, but it's clearly the most formative experience they had was the First World War. Remember, Nick Carraway actually says, I think the time he felt most alive, remember Nick Carraway comes from the Midwest and becomes a bond salesman of some small bond house, and he's there to see the observe. The elite. The elite. Now, it's in... Not the Hamptons. It's it's in you know I think northern, long, North Long Island, which was the big place in the twenties, but it's the equivalent of the Hamptons or Newport, Rhode Island, or you know Westport, Connecticut, or Greenwich, Connecticut. It all stands for that East Coast upper, and Caraway. But Caraway said the time he, he was, or the time he was most alive was when he's in the infantry in World War One. Just a short passage that they had both been in World War One. He had been I think it was said specifically counteroffense. When they were on counter-offense, he felt most alive. Gatsby, and we find out from the story, Gatsby had actually met Daisy because the whole thing's about the American experience, about, about the making of oneself in this country that's not like the old country, that you can make yourself be anything. That Gatsby was this you know, unknow- unknowable guy with all this dark, deep background. We know the formative experience, though, and he met Daisy as a lieutenant. He volunteered for World War I sometime in, in 1917, right after April, right after the war had been announced. He was a second lieutenant when he had met her in, in I think, in Louisville, Kentucky, near, near his infantry training, and that he went over with the American Expeditionary Force. And we know from that that he had a, um, a war experience that led him from being a second lieutenant when he went in to be a battlefield commission as a major, as a major because of heroism and valor and courage. And in fact, it's that scene where he flips around from Montenegro and he says, it's a little country in the Mediterranean. He shows the, they actually have a, a, um, a medal they've given him with his name on it, Major Jay Gatsby. So in World War I, that was the formative experience. And this is only, I don't know, five years before the, 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 that he's in New York City with the film, with the part of the great Gatsby of the book. The flashback is his formation at the very end of the film and it's quite powerful in the Robert Redford version his father his father shows up at the mansion after he's been murdered and the assailant and by the way for those kids in high school or the homeschoolers that have not to read it I'm giving you it's um, run away if you don't want to hear the, the climax film but he's he, he shot in the end that's the first scene we showed with Robert Redford his father shows up his father's not named Gatsby it's, it's Gats. 
And Nick Carraway's there at the house. And on the way to the funeral, and it's towards the very end of the book, which I put it up online, in the, in the copy made in the paper, great paperback copy made with that beautiful uh, uh, 1950s type of, you know, um, cover. It's called The Schedule of Resolves. He turns to him and says, you know, he was always going to make some of himself as a young man. And he shows him a Hopalong Cassidy novel. And on the inside flap, he shows it to Nick Carraway. This is the father in the car. And he shows it. And it says, in the inside flap, it's written. It's 12 September of 1906. Jay Gatsby, or then Jay Gats, was 15 or 16 years old. He was built, born approximately in 1890, as we know. So he's 15 or 16 years old, and it's the schedule resolves, and he walks through a schedule he's going to keep every day. Rise from bed, 6 a.m., dumbbell exercise and wall scaling, 6.15 to 6.30, study electricity, etc., 7.15 to 8.15, work, 8.30 to 4.30, baseball and sports, 4.30 to 5, practice elocution, poise, and how to attain it, 5 to 6. Study needed inventions seven to nine. The brother's put in a 13 or 14 hour day at 15 years old. His father didn't write this. He, he, he showed it to his father. He was, his father said he's always going to make something of himself. And you see from his father, not only not a particularly wealthy guy, but not a particularly well kept together guy. The schedule resolves. This was someone making something of himself. Then it has general resolves. That's the schedule. General resolves. No wasting time at Schaefer's. I guess that's a teenage hangout. No more smoking or chewing. Bath every other day. You got to love, I think they're up from North Dakota, right? Read one improving book or magazine per week. Save $5. He crossed that out. $3 per week. That's a lot of money back then. Be better to parents. At 15. That's the man that volunteered. And, and that's the man. That's what formation is. He formed himself. His parents weren't there to do it. Said, be better, my parents. That's the ethos we had in this nation at one point in time. F. Scott Fitzgerald walks through the whole thing of all the New York society, all the, the frivolity in in unimportance and what you can pick up today is maybe Nick Carroll's got PTSD maybe the thing is he's got PTSD to go back to to Gatsby when you look at it he volunteers he goes to Kentucky for infantry training he meets Daisy that's why he falls in love this incredible love story she wasn't married to the Yale tight end that was Tom Buchanan who didn't remember there's one scene towards the end of the book when they're in the hotel and he turns, Gatsby looks at Tom Buchanan, who's a physical specimen, the whole thing about his physicality, but the waste of his spirit, like the elite in the country. He had gone to Yale. He had been, and they said he's one of these guys that perfects himself at the age of 21 and 22 and never, he was a star end at, at Yale, back when Yale was a football powerhouse. And he never overcame that achievement. You see these guys wasting, and he's now, you know, some business guy in Chicago. He asked him point blank in the room, did you fight in the war? Did you serve in the war? 
And, and Tom Buchanan just kind of blows it off. That was a formative experience from the 15-year-old boy that formed himself. That's the United States of America. And remember, in this, he fought, and they actually say, in the Argonne Forest. Ar what's the Argonne Forest? Well, they brought the end of World War I. For 100, it's called the 100-day offensive. For 100 days, basically starting in mid-August of 1918, until the 11th hour, the 11th day of the 11th month, till the armistice, the American army just swept through France. I think MacArthur got all the way down to Metz, to the famous Citadel of Metz. That was never taken, even by Patton later. In the second, in the second time we bailed out Europe, oh, by the way, with American blood and American treasure. The point of the, 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 the novel is the frivolity and the irresponsibility of the elite. And you have these two working class guys, Carraway, who was obviously an infantry officer or an infantry non-commissioned officer, and Gatsby, who's a war hero and was promoted to major they said promoted to major in the Argonne in the Argonne Forest. The if you take all the history of American battles and teed them all of it, if you take the whole context of like Normandy, the sixty-day battle there, or or some of these battles we've had that over a period of time, not just one day, the Argonne Forest is the bloodiest battle in American history. I think we had one point two million uh, troops and auxiliaries. And I think the casualty numbers over the 100 days is something like 92,000. It's some horrific, horrible number. This is how we lost so many men in World War I. That's what's Gatsby. That's what F. Scott Fitzgerald's telling you. And it's, that's MAGA. That's MAGA. Because when he comes back to New York, even with the bootleg everything, the whole society is completely frivolous. And the irresponsibility of Tom Buchanan and Daisy Buchanan, all of it is up in your face the entire time. That they just throw everything away. People are expendable. And at the end, Caraway makes the point when Gatsby was buried, it was only his father and himself. I think there was one other person, the owl woman or something in the novel. Don't think that's shown in the movie. Just two people came. After all those parties and all that celebration. Where's your schedule of resolves? Where is it? I don't care if you're 80. Where is it? Show it to me. Back in a moment. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. His days of marching on. He has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never sound retreat. He is sifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. 
Oh, be swift, my soul, to answer him. Be jubilant, my feet. Our God is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. From Eglin Air Force Base indicating that there was a UAP incident that required my attention. I sought a briefing regarding that episode and brought with me Congressman Burchett and Congresswoman Luna. We asked to see any of the evidence that had been taken by flight crew in this endeavor and to observe any radar signature uh, as long as as well as to meet with the flight crew. We were not afforded access to all of the flight crew. And initially, we were not afforded access to images and to radar. Thereafter, we had a bit of a discussion about how authorities flow in the United States of America, and we did see the image. And we did meet with one member of the flight crew who took the image. The image was of something that uh, I am not able to attach to any human capability, either from the United States or from any of our adversaries. And I'm somewhat informed on the matter, having served on the Armed Services Committee for seven years, having served on the committee that oversees DARPA and advanced technologies for several years. Um, When we spoke with the flight crew, and when he showed us the photo that he'd taken, I asked why the video wasn't engaged why we didn't have a FLIR system that worked. Here's what he said. They were out on a test mission that day over the Gulf of Mexico, and when you're on a test mission, you're supposed to have clear airspace, not supposed to be anything that shows up. And they saw a sequence of four craft in a clear diamond formation for which there is uh, a radar sequence that I and I alone have observed in the United States Congress. One of the pilots goes to check out that diamond formation and sees a large floating, what I can only describe as an orb, again, like I said, not of any human capability that I'm, that I'm aware of. And when he approached, he said that his radar went down, he said that his FLIR system malfunctioned, and that he had to manually take this image um, from one of the lenses, and it was not automatic, 
automated uh, in collection as you would typically see in a test mission. So uh, I guess I'll start with Commander Fravor. In, how should we think about the fact that this craft that was approached by our pilot uh, had the capability of disarming a number of the sensor and collection systems on that craft? Well, I think this goes to that national security side, and you can go back through history of things showing up at certain areas and disabling our capabilities, which is disheartening. And for us, I mean, like I said, it, it completely disabled the radar and the aircraft when it tried to do it, and the only way we could see it is passively, which is how you got that image. So I think that's a, that's a concern on what are these doing, not only how do they operate, but their capabilities inside to do things like this. And, and how should we think about forecraft moving in a very clear formation, equidistant from one another, um, in a diamond? In all of the phenomenon, perhaps, Mr. Grave, that you've analyzed, um, have we ever seen multiple craft in a, in a single formation? I have one particular case, and that was uh, during the gimbal incident. Um, the recording on the AT FLIR system shows a single object that rotates. Um, you hear the pilots refer to a, a fleet of objects that is not visible on the FLIR system, and, and that was something that I witnessed during the debrief as part of the radar data on the situational awareness page. I would like to add, however, Congressman, uh, there's a small, uh, small bit of uh, uh, anger, I would say, I would feel that those pilots are still uh, facing that difficulty in reporting this topic and they don't have the tools to be able to mitigate this issue. It just goes to show how serious this is and why this is such an important issue for our pilots and for our nation. It was stated explicitly to me by these test pilots that if you have a UAP experience, the best thing you can do for your career is forget it and not tell anyone because any type of reporting, either above the surface or below the surface, uh, does have a perceived consequence to these people, and that is a culture we must change if we want to get to the truth. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I, I would observe that perhaps as we, uh, as we move forward from this hearing, there are some obvious next steps. Every person watching this knows that we need to meet with Mr. Grush in a secure compartmentalized facility so that we can get fulsome answers that do not put him in jeopardy and that, and that give us the information we need. Second, I would suggest that the radar images from, um, that were collected of this formation of craft out of Eglin Air Force Base, and specifically the actual image taken by the actual flight crew that we can actually validate, um, be provided to the committee, subpoenaed if necessary, um, so that we're able to track how to get this type of reporting and analysis done in a more fulsome way. That would be my recommendation, humbly, as a guest here of the Fine Oversight Committee. I yield back. Okay, remember, this young man is the guy that stood in the breach and drove everything related to the first week of January. And we talk about this, the Magnificent Six. The organizer of that was Matt Gates, And Matt Gates has been in the middle of every fight that we've had and, quite frankly, taking leadership and, and, and tremendous intellectual kind of thinking through and not just that personal heat and fire and brilliance. So he's not a guy that wastes time. He's like us here. I want you to listen to what he just said and his action plan of going forward. But this is the key point. You don't have three tougher people on our side of the football, not the pencil necks and the wimps. I'm talking about Anna Polina Luna, Tim Burchett, and Matt Gates. These people are fighters, and they're fighters for what's important. They prioritize. Their biggest problem on this is that the administrative state and the deep state have determined. This is the worst part. This is actually... 
shows you why the deep state and the administrative state cannot allow Trump back in the White House. Right here, that hearing. That he has to say that they have to go to a skiff. He's saying we're going to take this to a skiff and we can get fulsome answers, real answers, detailed answers, and we've got to make sure that you're protected. What shocked me so much of the hearing was how much has gone on over 50 or 60 years that people's careers have been ruined. People have been intimidated. They actually said people have been hurt. And let's look at, we're going to get Nancy Mace. Nancy Mace is Irish. She's not everybody's cup of tea on, on, in, on this show. But she's a fighter for things she believes in. And in this one, she's shocked. You had nothing but fighters up for this thing. And they are stunned by the arrogance of what has been there and been known and not have. Basically, they, they have told Congress. Remember, Congress are your representatives. you got a better shot being represented in your house than you got in the Senate or the presidency. And the framers set it up like that. That's always a constant election. Like they always got to be coming back to you. They can't get too far. They can't go too far off the reservation. And the, and the administrative state had just blown it all off on this. And who else knows what else they've blown it off on? I can tell you a lot because they run the deal like they run the deal. And the reason they hate Trump, not in the room, not in the deal. Trump puts you in the room at the head of the table. And that's why they're going to throw him in prison for 400 years and bankrupt him and throw his kids in, too, for good measure as a symbol. Let's play Nancy Mace for a second. I want you to listen to this. On a Saturday morning where you got a little more time to reflect on this. Look at, and Nancy Mace is not known for asking. She, she also doesn't chase rabbits. Listen to the question and the answer. Intelligent extraterrestrials. Something I can't discuss in public setting. Um, okay, I can't ask when you think this occurred. <laughs> um, if you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. And was this documentary evidence, this video, photos, eyewitness? Like, how would that be determined? The specific documentation I would have to talk to you in a skiff about. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and, and you may or may not be able to answer my last question, and maybe we get into a skiff at the next hearing that we have, but who in the government either, what agency, sub-agency, what contractors, who should be called into the next hearing about UAPs, either in a public setting or even in a private setting? And, and you probably can't name names, but what agencies or organizations, contractors, et cetera, do we need to call in to get these questions answered, whether it's about funding, what programs are happening, and what's out there? I can give you a specific cooperative and hostile witness list of specific individuals uh, that were in those. And, and how soon can we get that list? I'm happy to provide that to you after the hearing. Super. Thank you. And I yield back. A hostile witness list. Biologics from non-humans. Yeah. Yep. And I've talked to people directly that have seen it. Part of the program, they're still there. Yeah. Yep, we got that. You would think that that might be something that they would bring forward to certain to administrations and people would know about it and it'd be broadly disseminated. Can you handle that? 
Can you handle that? Can your faith handle that? Because one of the things that oh, we can't do it, you know, Christianity and, uh, and Judaism and the Islam, they all collapse. They all collapse. And they have a, we're doing this for the good of the people. No, th- nothing they do is for your good, for your benefit. Can you handle knowing that there may be an aircraft and it may have been here for 40 or 50 years? Yeah, you know why? Because it's going to steal you for the fight ahead. If they're prepared to cover this up, they're prepared to cover anything up. It shows you at the end of the day, they just think you're dumb cattle. That they would conceive of that this should not come to the American people shows you what contempt they hold you into. Now, I've got a question. Since they hold you in contempt, do they have the consent of the governed? Because if you give your consent to this, you are dumb cattle. You are dumb cattle. And think about the 13 or 14 generations that have come before you. Would they just sit there and, oh, yeah, we hid it from us because we're dumb cattle and we really appreciate we really appreciate you doing that. No, certainly not. Would the young 15-year-old Jay Gatz getting up every day at 6, 6 a.m. and putting in a 14 or 15-hour day to improve himself, to perfect himself, his resolves. That's the American story. That's the American legacy. Would they accept it? Just don't worry that it's aircraft and aliens or anything like that. Think about what it is. Is the most important, among the most important information that this government has that you pay for, and they have determined, they have determined in their infinite wisdom, what you are supposed to see and what you're not supposed to see. Hey, how about this? You just declassify it all. Declassify it all. What we're going to, what do you, it's classified that the Chinese Communist Party are building a cyber attack uh, outpost down in, uh, down in Cuba. Know that, that, um, that uh, we have allies that double deal us all the time with our enemies. Know that. What we need to show is what the the, the real and present danger to the American people are. Is Steve Bannon right? The Chinese, is it the Chinese Communist Party and their infiltration of everything? Or is Donald Trump right? And he says the administrative and deep state. I think I may be leaning towards Trump. I think I may be leaning towards Trump. Once again, I think Trump's right. We disagree and it turns out he's right. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm think I'm heading his way. we got so much more to get to and not a lot of time to do it. We're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to go out on some magnificent music as soon as it kicks in um, momentarily. Okay, here we go. The glory it, it, of the coming of the Lord. Thank you. Hit the cue. Okay, thanks. Short commercial break. We're going to be back in the warm in a moment. He hath loosed the faithful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory. Why are so many people buying emergency food right now? As tensions continue to escalate, 
our fragile food supply chain will break again. One shocking headline spreads panic like wildfire, and grocery stores are empty within hours. That means you really need a proper supply of emergency food on hand before, not after, before disaster strikes. You'll breathe easier knowing you can feed your family in any crisis. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com for your one-week emergency food supply. That's MyPatriot.com for your one-week emergency food supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest preparedness company with millions of happy, worry-free customers. It comes in a nifty ammo can that's loaded with delicious food. There's no skimping with these meals, offering over 2,000 calories per day. Don't skip the special $30 savings available this week only on the one-week emergency food supply. This week only, 30 bucks off. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Action, action, action. Use your agency. Take advantage of this special. Representative Raskin's questions. In the last couple of years, have you had incidences that have caused you to be in fear for your life for addressing these issues? Yes, personally. Okay. Yeah. I just want everyone to note that he's coming forward in fear of his life to put in perspective, if they were really not scared about this information coming out, why would someone be intimidated like that? Um, to your knowledge, are any with adversarial foreign governments in either technology exchange programs or back engineering programs? I don't have data on that. I'm not sure. Have you heard or you had people come forward to present that evidence? Not that particular evidence that you just espoused. Okay. On the 19th of April, Dr. Kirkpatrick, head of Arrow had said that he did not find any evidence of UAPs. You also stated that you had, um, in your interview, that you had briefed him on information that you were uncovering, but that he did not follow up with you. Were the items that you divulged to him pertinent to national security? Yes, uh, him and I had a classified conversation in April 2022 before he took over Arrow in uh, July two, uh, 2022, and I provided him some concerns I had. Do you know why he might not have followed up with you? Uh, I'm, I, unfortunately, I cannot read his mind. Um, I wish he did. Uh, I, was I was happy to give sage counsel to him on uh, where to look when he took the, the helm of Arrow. Okay, and then my last question for you before I move to Mr. Graves is um, you received prior approval from the Defense Department to speak on certain issues, correct? Correct, through uh, DOPSER, DOD Pre-Publication and Security Review. And I uh, just want to remind uh, the public, uh, they're just looking from a security perspective. Uh, these are my own personal views and opinions, uh, not the department's. Okay, I'm, I'm asking that, though, mainly because I think that there are many people that would like to discredit you. So it does bring a certain amount of credibility to okay. your testimony. Uh, I'm required by law. We're also going to go through this. There's going to be, there's going to be much more of this coming. They're going to have classified SCIF, but they're going to make a big effort to get it unclassified and get it out. So the administrative state, if they're holding that back, what else are they are holding about the assassinations and so much more that's going on? Uh, the event's coming out 16th to 17th of August in Springfield, Missouri. You can watch it online. It's the easiest way to do it. You've got to go to um, uh, Lindell Events. Dot com. Just go there right now, Lindell Events, put in War Room. You can down. You can get your, your chit that gets you in the queue to, to hear it. You're going to want to hear this, the plan. Mike's going to walk. One day is going to be where we are as a country and all the voter madness, and then the next day is the plan. And then the American people, the, the MAGA movement can decide. President Trump kind of leaning towards uh, ballot harvesting. Hey, we're going to have to work this one out.
Go to MyPillow.com, promo code WARM right now. Support the armor-piercing show, but you're also a great deal. The 20th anniversary, 1998, for the queen-size 20th anniversary pillow. Throw in another 10 bucks, you get the king-size. You don't want to miss it. Go to our square, you get all of the great sales and great, um, great details. Okay, we're going to leave with the full version of the Battle Hymn of the Republic. A quite powerful song from the Civil War, obviously. Some tremendous footage for the group that put it together. Um, and I want to thank everybody. I want to thank Denver. By the way, the last segment was my bad. We had Nancy Mace teed up, and I went to the music. Hey, when you're producing on the fly. But they do a great job. My team here does a fantastic job. Okay, we're going to leave you with the Battle Hymn of the Republic. We're going to be back on Monday, 10 a.m., live in on fire. We'll check you out then. Until then, the Battle Hymn of the Republic, the complete version, all the verses. See you on Monday. Eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He hath loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Fires of a hundred circling caps They have builded him an altar In the evening dews and damps I can read his righteous sentence By the dim and flaring lamps His day is marching on Glory, glory, hallelujah Glory trumpet that shall never sound retreat he is sifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat oh be swift my soul to answer him be jubilant my feet our god is marching on glory glory hallelujah With a glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me. As he died to make men holy, let us live to make men free while God is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah.
Veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of this show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 thousand Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart, and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 